We're broadcasting from St. Joseph Church in Crosby, Minnesota on Real Presence Live. I'm Deacon Dan Goshi along with Father Anthony Craig. And our next guest is uh, a deacon. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what is a deacon, what do they do, and, and uh, how, how are we dealing with it these days. Deacon John Weiske is with us. Good morning, Deacon. Good morning, Deacon and Father. How are you doing? Good morning, John. Just fine. Thank you. Good, good, good. Um, now, Father Anthony, your dad... Deacon David Craig. Yes. I'm not saying that so that you remember. I'm just identifying. Uh, thank you for the reminder. Yeah. yeah. Me, though. I, uh, that was helpful. At, at one time was the director of, uh, of diaconal formation for he the Diocese was, of Duluth. Was. His successor is Deacon John Weiske, who was uh, with us this morning. Hello. Hello again. And tell us about yourself, Deacon. Well, you know, uh, my wife Cindy and I will be celebrating our 40th wedding anniversary this coming July 25th. So oh, that's, a, that's a big milestone, and obviously she is uh, will be up for sainthood. So that will be. <laughs> I, I, I needed to say that before Deacon Dan had the opportunity. <laughs> so uh, we know each other pretty well, and I uh, I retired from my career in 2014. I was the director of housing, university housing, at the University of Minnesota Duluth for 36 years. And now, uh, thanks to Deacon David Craig, who encouraged me to help him with pre-formation for a number of years before that, um, and he recommended to then-Bishop Serba, may he rest in peace, that uh, I become the new director when Deacon David retired. So I've been in the director position now for six years. And uh, Cindy and I, we have two sons, and uh, Father Daniel Weiske, is a pastor at St. Andrews and St. Matthias in Brainerd, and we're a short time yet administrator of uh, St. Francis and All Saints and of St. Thomas of the Pines St. Francis School. And our youngest son, Tim, is married and lives in Chicago to uh, Sarah, and we have a granddaughter, Annie, and then also a grandson who we're awaiting the arrival of, and uh, end of January, early February, and Tim works for Cardinal Supich at the Archdiocese of Chicago. So I guess you say we're kind of a church family. <laughs> um, Cindy will be retiring from her uh, career on December 31st. So we're looking forward to that, mm-hmm. to have more time to travel to Brainerd, to travel to Chicago once all the COVID uh, issues become uh, at least manageable. And uh, going on from there. Cindy's going to retire. I've heard that before. This is this is factual. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've heard Cindy is like the the Brett Favre of Deacon Wives. <laughs> 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 she keeps coming back. <clears throat> keeps coming back. Well, I hope I hope this this one really sticks, <laughs> so, so that you can get out and, and and do your things there, Deacon. She's she's looking forward to uh, helping with grandchildren. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. That's huge. That's huge. I mean, grand grandchildren are an addiction. I mean, when my parents became grandparents, they they had this new joy in them that uh, apparently we kids couldn't give them. So mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> there, was some, <laughs> there was a new youthfulness. So I'm, congratulations to you and Cindy. Yeah. You know, Deacon John. Oh, thank for, you. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Julie, my wife, Julie, and I uh, frequently think to ourselves, we could use some more Weiski time. We need some. We need to be with Deacon yeah. John and Cindy and. And uh, we just uh, so treasured uh, formation and, and, I mean, the, the experience, the, the formation itself and the community and, and uh, you and Cindy especially. So 
Well, we'll hopefully we'll a... be able to visit more often after uh, December 31st. That would be good. That would be yeah. good. We'd love it. Yeah. We'd love to see that happen. In your six years as director, any particular uh, problem students that you can recall? <laughs> you know, when you get to be my age, uh, your memory gets a little uh, oh, good. cloudy. Praise so God. You, you uh, forget those things that you really should forget. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one's perfect. Anyway, tell us. Uh, Father, Anthony, Father Anthony knows who I'm talking about. Uh, yes. He's looking right at him. <laughs> right across the table. <laughs> right across the table. Six feet apart. Um, Dan was always a joy, and, and thank, thank goodness for Julie. Yeah, right. Another mm-hmm. saint. Another saint. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about your journey to the diaconate and um, and, and kind of what you do as a deacon. Oh, my goodness. Um, well, I grew up in Brainerd, where Father Daniel's now pastor, and I grew up uh, in the Missouri Synod Lutheran Church. And then when I met the love of my life, then I uh, was confirmed into the Catholic faith. And it was just... Uh, Back in probably about 98, 99, that um, I'm standing in church and, and my my body's feeling like it's getting shocked. And I never had experienced that except in sixth grade when our teacher would have us hold on to some wires and crank up a Model <laughs> 2 generator. And, you know, your body just tingles. And mm-hmm. so it happened a couple times. And so I started to think something's going on here, and then I reflected on the readings for those, and it was readings of service, mm. of charity. And then um, one Sunday, uh, we're members of St. Benedict's in Duluth, but for some reason we had we went to the cathedral for a Mass, and uh, Father Crossman, uh, may he rest in peace, um, he announced that there was a deacon information night coming up. And if we hadn't been there, I wouldn't have known about it. I said, Cindy, I think I think you should go to that. And I went to that, and the, the rest is history. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as Deacon Dan said, um, Father Anthony's dad, Deacon David, was our formation director, and um, he guided us through our formation process and the discernment, and, uh, and here I am a deacon. So, I've been assigned to St. Benedict's now since 2004. That was our, when I was ordained. And, um, you know, the the role of the deacon, the ministry of the deacon, sometimes depends on the parish that you're in, obviously the diocese, but, you know, there's a threefold ministry of, of word, of altar, sacraments, and of charity. And so they always say that we proclaim the gospel. Uh, we have a faculty to preach in most dioceses. doesn't mean we're going to preach, but it's up to the pastor if they would like us to preach, and then also to uh, lead the intercessory prayers during Mass. And then that leads us to uh, assist at the altar and to help prepare the altar and, you know, elevate the chalice and to distribute communion. And then, and, and really, I always kind of say is to really help the celebrant to pray the Mass so that hopefully we can help block out any distractions that may happen so you can really pray the Mass. And that's one of, I think, one of my major goals during Mass is to help him to pray the Mass solemnly. And then, you know, the deacon, if there's a deacon at Mass, they will proclaim the dismissal or the sending. Go in peace, 
glorifying the Lord by your life, go and announce the gospel of the Lord. Um, and so really that reflects, I think, the majority of the ministry of a deacon is we're called to go as well as all the lay people because the bulk of our, our ministry may be those ministries of charity, of, of going to people who are long-term care facilities, hospital, uh, homebound, uh, whatever, assisted living facilities, and to bring Jesus in the Eucharist to them, and we're allowed to uh, provide communion services. So, um, you know, and then I, I should step back just a second in that, you know, with the uh, ministry of the altar and the sacraments, you know, deacons are allowed to uh, preside at the rite of matrimony outside of Mass, uh, preside at a funeral outside of Mass, and so lead the, the um, wake service, uh, to, you know, to help so that the priest may have other obligations and we can still provide those, those ministries to the uh, uh, parishioners. And then also... Um, you know, many times, you know, I was involved in teaching RCIA. I still am on a limited basis, but uh, not as much. And Cindy and I um, were very involved with uh, marriage preparation at one time in, in the ministry. And then that changes. And so there are many uh, deacons and wives who may be involved with marriage prep, either in marriage prep itself or as mentor couples, that type of a thing. If you if you had to say and, and, and perhaps you, you I think you you might have done it but if if so I want to reiterate if you had to say uh, what the greatest uh, and I hate these kinds of questions the greatest blessing uh, that that you experience as a deacon what what how, what would you identify that how would you identify that you know what 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 uh, really comes to my heart is that. When you're with someone who is at the end of their life, mm. be it visiting, be it bringing viaticum, uh, whatever, and that person is will, will say, "Don't worry, Deacon John, I'm at peace. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. If God is ready, I'm ready." Mm-hmm. And in those situations, it's so humbling. And it's kind of like, oh, I hope I'm like that mm. when my time comes. And to me, that's one of the biggest blessings, as well as just, you know, for those who are really hurting. And something that I might do, is it might just be a, a smile, a hello. Um, you know, it just it, it helps them to feel like they're respected, they're important, they're a human being. So there, there are many, there are little things that we can do that have major impact. Yeah, and that ministry of presence that you provide in those times too, mm-hmm. right? That's is such that, a great thing. That is yeah. one of the biggest things, and um, and you saw, so it is really, and it probably is this next question. Looking at you know how has the ministry been different um, this year compared to other years, and that you know it's where much of that ministry, as far as for a deacon has been cut off mm-hmm. in the 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 way we um, 
are used to providing that ministry. And so, you know, I was able to uh, provide communion services at uh, two assisted living facilities and to bring communion to residents at a nursing home uh, on a regular basis up until March. And then all of a sudden, that is not available. You know, doing homebound visits, that's been pretty well eliminated. And uh, although Father Joel is still able to go to a few houses to bring communion to those people, um, you know, it's uh, our in-person ministry has been very limited uh, with the COVID situation. Let's talk um, um, more about how to respond to that and what we can do um, in, in just a moment. We're going to take a short break. I'm Deacon Dan Goshi along with Father Anthony Craig, broadcasting from St. Joseph Church in Crosby, Minnesota, on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. Hi, I'm Pat Lave from the uh, Our Lady Lakes Council in Spicer, New London, uh, Minnesota. And uh, I'm a knight, have been for at least 12 to 15 years, charter member of our uh, council. And I really believe that for us to build up our church on earth, uh, men gathering together and supporting our priests and uh, religious and working together for the common good, the people around our area and throughout the world. And I believe we need everybody to help. It doesn't take one person. It takes everybody to pitch in and to do the work that needs to be done for the glory of God. What I love about Real Presence Radio is it seems like whenever I'm struggling with something and I turn on the radio, that seems to be the topic that they're talking about. So thank you, Lord, for Real Presence Radio in my life. My friend's been trying to convert me for years. I have a long commute, and he told me to turn to Real Presence Radio. After listening to Catholic Answers for about nine months, I'm happy to say that my wife and I have converted to the faith. Did you miss the Real Presence Radio in-person or virtual banquet? We have good news. You can catch an encore presentation of the banquet on the Real Presence Radio website. Go to our virtual banquet website at realpresenceradio.com slash virtualbanquet and hear from the host of EWTN's The Doctor Is In. This limited-time viewing gives you an opportunity to catch all new material from Dr. Ray Garendi and support Real Presence Radio at the same time. That's realpresenceradio.com slash virtualbanquet. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And I'm Deacon Dan Goshi along with Father Anthony Craig. We are broadcasting live on uh, Real Presence Live from St. Joseph Church in Crosby, Minnesota. Our guest right now is Deacon John Weiske, who's uh, telling me what I should have been doing all along and how to be a deacon. <laughs> Thank you, Deacon John, for being on the show. Yeah, oh, we, thank we, you. Dream, impossible dream. <laughs> yeah, impossibilities. 
when we when we laughed, we talked about or left left. I said laughed because I'm always giggling inside. I have joy in my heart from the Lord. Thank you. That's beautiful. Um, but when we when we left, we uh, we talked about some of the things that the, that a deacon, um, some of the ministries that a deacon has or, or can do, and that have somewhat been suspended. Uh, at least in in Minnesota, maybe not in every in every uh, state, uh, you know, where, where we have listeners. But there are certain things that we're we're not allowed to do that we used to do, and um, one of those is you know homebound visits and nursing home visits and things like that. But there are other things that we can uh, can do in in the in the meantime, Deacon John. And I was hoping maybe you would talk a little bit about that for for uh, people that uh, have a deacon in their church that might want to reach out, and and also for deacons that are listening that are saying, hey, this is. This is a pretty easy gig lately. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we need to get back in action here. You know, one of the interesting things is that, with as I'm the director, uh, responsible for deacon formation, and in the second year of the formation program, the candidates are one of their requirements is to do like six visitations, mm-hmm. which would be homebound, hospital, mm. nursing home, etc. And so, their challenge is, how do they do that? And so it's been very interesting in encouraging them in a similar way that we as deacons can do is you reach out by phone. You know, most people still have a phone. Uh, some people do have, uh, you know, computer, iPad, iPhone, whatever, so that you could do FaceTime or you could do a Zoom meeting and that type of a thing, but just to reach out and, again, to say hi and that they know that they're not forgotten. And obviously we can't physically bring Christ to them in communion, but we can bring Christ to them in the message that we that they are still valued and that they are um, not forgotten. And so those are some of the things we can do. Um, also just with, um, I know in our parish, we uh, right at about Easter time, we had a major uh, phone calling campaign for people that we hadn't, you know, seen in a long time prior to the shutdown and just calling to ask how they were doing and to let them know that, uh, you know, the masses were being live-streamed. And some people didn't know that, and so uh, they weren't getting the bulletin, that type of a thing. So just to help them be aware, and our our parish uses flock notes as far as sending out messages uh, to parishioners, that type of a thing. So to help them to get signed up for a flock note so that they, they can be, you know, linked to the parish yet, even though not physically in the parish, some of them, but at least linked to the parish and they can still feel part of the community. You know, I was going to say also that this one of the things that as deacons, at least uh, for many of us, you know, when the whole COVID uh, restriction came in, that... Uh, we weren't allowed, at least those of us who are vulnerable, 65 and older, uh, you know, were encouraged not to attend Mass. In fact, the, the churches were locked, and so, you know, we were watching virtually as well. And then when we were allowed to actually assist that Mass, uh, some parishes, the deacon received communion, and others, only the celebrant received communion. And so um, that was very different in that way, too. And so now, you know, we're able to assist in, in at least at the Mass and uh, within the Church and, and uh, carry on from, from that. So 
So it's been a, a transition, and, you know, you don't realize, it's like with anything, you know, how we're blessed until those things are removed. And then it's just, you. then you realize what a blessing we've had, and we can't take it for granted, and we need to mm-hmm. give thanks to God. Right. Chesterton said that once. He's like, you never know how much you love your left leg until you realize it might be gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lost. Right. So I'm like, right. oh, I really yeah. love that now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, I'm, I'm glad you went there. Um, I, I know for 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 me, Deacon John, and and maybe for you as well. I, I well, I, I was I'm I'm not 65 or over, so I was able to continue to assist at mass, um, even though we couldn't have people there. You know, so I participated in the in the live yeah. stream, and it's very. And I even had my turn um, with the homily as well in, in those in those conditions. You know, we we, mm-hmm. we, we kept the schedule going. There was. Um, just a, a strange sense of absolute fatigue in in going through a mass and preaching to somebody's little phone or or a or a camera you know or something mm-hmm. like that um it just took so much more energy on my part and i assume i'm not a priest i assume that it was something that the priests really struggled with as well Mm-hmm. People don't realize how very difficult I think that was on clergy to either have to abstain from attending or, you know, to be be there, but the pews are empty. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and everything that's that's happened with uh, with the pandemic, um, you know, and how it's affected priests and, and deacons, I, I know it's affected um, me and my my joy level and my um questioning commitment and you know i mean there, there's a lot of different things a lot of different negative ways that this has affected us um mm-hmm. and, and priests and deacons how 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 can people do their part to support priests and deacons do you think in these times i think the most important way is to pray for them mm-hmm. pray for all the priests and deacons because we all need their prayers mm-hmm. and to reach out and just to, you know, also let them know that they're not just, you know, a virtual being, but that they are, you know, they are very important. And that, um, you know, it's so nice to be in their presence and that to be recipients of the ministries that they provide. And so, but I think the biggest thing in all situations is to pray, to pray for their their uh, support to pray for their con- continued uh, growth in faith and just the um, you know persistence to not let uh, this COVID thing take us down. Yeah, mm-hmm. because we all know that uh, you know when we pray the Saint Michael prayer, you know, you know Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls, and who better to uh, seek to ruin the souls of? clergy yeah yeah so uh really need the prayers there's a a tremendous spiritual battle that you know and and i don't mean this in any way of of getting sympathy but that's being waged against us against deacons and priests alike um and and deacon john you used to tell us don't just tell people you're going to pray for them actually pray for them and i'm going to suggest also that not only do you actually pray for priests and deacons tell them you're doing that because they they'll they need to know Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in a physical right. way as well, that you are, yep. th- that you're, 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 yep. you're in the battle with them in some way. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And you pray for a yep. priest you, or deacon, you are helping the church. Yeah. You know, if, if you lament things that are happening in the church right now, well, instead of just cursing the dar- darkness, light a candle, pray for them. Right. That's how you do it. Right. That's how you help the church. Yeah. All right. I think uh, we have to hand things over to uh, Eli to tell us about the next show. But I want to thank you, Deacon John Weiske. It is always a pleasure well, to hear your you. voice and be in your company. And thank you for joining us. Thank you, Deacon John. And best wishes for a joyful Christmas to everyone. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. God bless. God bless you, brother. All right. Deacon John Weiske. Eli, are you on hand to tell us uh, about the, uh, uh, the, the the next show that's coming our way, Real Presence Live? I would love to. Great show today. Got another good one coming up Monday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be hosted by Jordan Miller and Laura Hawk, coming to you live from the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Rapid City, South Dakota. They'll start off the show with Alyssa O'Connor talking about renewing faith through sacred art. Then Father Ro- Robert Woolweber We'll, talk, we'll uh, tell us what authentic joy is. Plus, Father Tim Cohn from the Diocese of Sioux Falls will tell us why it's important to take time for God. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live, Monday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network, or, of course, online at realpresenceradio.com. And uh, plus, another thing you can find at realpresenceradio.com slash virtualbanquet is a fantastic virtual banquet with Dr. Ray Garendi. You don't want to miss that. Uh, we've got roughly another week before of, of that being available to you. That's realpresenceradio.com slash virtualbanquet. It's only 28 minutes, so you, you can definitely take time to watch that. Here's some words of wisdom from Dr. Ray, especially if you're in one of the areas where we uh, weren't able to have an in-person banquet this year due to circumstances of what's going on. realpresenceradio.com slash virtualbanquet. Right back to you. Well done, Eli. Well done. Well good done. Show. Good show. Good show. Good, good work. Yes. By Jove. All right. Yes. Father, how about a final prayer and a blessing? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mary, our Immaculate Mother, we entrust our intentions, all of our prayers, works, joys, and sufferings through your hands to God. As we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the, the Lord, Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, All Deacon right. Dan. Bye-bye. Bless you. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.